Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on chapter 23 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and our minds to you. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to Pilate, and they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Christ a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased, because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform some miracle. He piled him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. With one voice they cried out, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them, Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 1 through 7, these people led Jesus off to Pilate after he told them that they were right in saying that he was the son of God from our Bible study we saw yesterday. And after Pilate had talked to Jesus, he said he didn't find any basis for a charge against him. But these people insisted that 
he stirred up all the people of Judea by his teaching and they were dead set on having him killed. They had hate in their heart and they rejected him and they just wanted him dead. And then whenever Pilate found out that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod. In verses 8 through 12, Herod was happy whenever he saw Jesus because he had been hoping to see him and he thought that he would perform some miracle and he was asking Jesus all of these questions but Jesus didn't give him any answer. Jesus was on a mission to save lives and he had been teaching all these people and performing all these miraculous signs, spreading the gospel, but now was his time for the completion of his work to begin and so the arrest had to happen and everything that we're gonna see throughout this Bible study and also tomorrow had to happen for him to complete his work on earth. So then after Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked Jesus, they sent him back to Pilate. And in verses 13 through 25, Pilate called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said that after examining Jesus, he found no basis for the charges that they had against him. And neither did Herod because he sent Jesus back to Pilate and that Jesus hadn't done anything to deserve death. And so he would just punish him and then release him. But these people were so dead set on Jesus being killed and they just had hate in their heart that they cried out and said to release Barabbas, which was a murder to them instead of Jesus. But Pilate still did not find any basis for a charge against Jesus and he did not want to crucify him. So he appealed to them again, but they still kept saying crucify him. And he came to them a third time and asked what crime Jesus had committed and said that he didn't do anything to deserve death. But again, he would punish him and then release him. In verses 23 through 25, these people kept insisting that Jesus be crucified and they just kept shouting. And so Pilate finally decided to do what they said. And I think part of this was because he was afraid of them. They were just so insistent on it. I'm not exactly sure. I know he was trying really hard to not crucify Jesus, but like we know, this had to happen to complete Jesus's work. He knew he was going to be crucified. And we saw in our Bible study from yesterday where he asked God the Father if there was any other way to take the cup from him. And there was no other way. He had to go through all of this of being arrested and beat and ridiculed and crucified to forgive us of our sins and to make the new covenant with us. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 26. As they led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him, along with the criminals. One on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. 
The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So they led Jesus Christ, an innocent man, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, to his death to be crucified on the cross to forgive us of our sins. In verses 28 through 31, these women were mourning and crying for Jesus, and he told them not to weep for him, but for themselves. Jesus knew that his death was only temporary and that he would raise again and go back to heaven, to his true home. But for all the evil and corrupt people of the world and all the guilty, their punishment would come. And the scripture that he says here in verse 30 is from Hosea chapter 10 verse 8. And what he says in verse 31 here, if men will do this to people that are innocent, how much more will they do to people that are guilty? In verses 32 through 34, Jesus was crucified on a cross with two other criminals, one on each side of him. Jesus was innocent. He only spoke the truth and he came to save the world and he taught in synagogues and healed people and performed these miraculous signs and did all of these amazing things, but these people had hate in their heart and they were set on killing him. But the other two people on each side of him were criminals that deserved the death penalty according to their law. What Jesus says in verse 34, even after being arrested and being put on a cross to be crucified, he still had so much love in his heart and wanted to save and forgive every single person. And he showed so much mercy and grace and said they didn't know what they were doing. And he asked God the Father to forgive them. Even though these people were persecuting him and wanting to kill him, he still had mercy on them and love for them. In verses 35 through 37, these people were sneering at him and said, if he saved others, then let him save himself. If he's the Christ of God. So they were all mocking him and telling him to save himself if he was really who he said he was. But that wasn't the will of God the Father. He had to go through the crucifixion and everything to be able to forgive us of our sins and to make the new covenant with us and to fulfill his mission on earth. In verses 39 through 43, one of the criminals that hung there was insulting Jesus and told him to save himself if he was the Christ. But the other criminal said that Jesus hadn't done anything wrong and that both of them were punished justly because they did do things that were wrong, but Jesus didn't do anything wrong, and he asked Jesus to remember him whenever he came into his kingdom. That criminal knew that Jesus was who he said he was, and he believed in him, so Jesus answered him that on that day he would be in paradise with him. 
when we acknowledge our guilt and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, he saves us. And that's what this man did here. He acknowledged his guilt and he believed in Jesus and he asked him to remember him. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 44. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness had came over the whole land until the ninth hour. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance, watching these things. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 44 through 45, for three hours, darkness had come over the whole land, and the sun had stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. In verse 46, right before Jesus breathed his last breath, he cried out and said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. So his spirit went to God the Father and he breathed his last breath on that cross for our sins. I just want to take a moment to really think about what happened. Jesus, an innocent man that was fully man and fully God and came to save the world, was arrested and beaten and mocked and ridiculed and ultimately put on the cross and died for our sins. He suffered for us. He was innocent. He lived a sinless life and he died for all of our sins. And these people had so much hate in their heart that they didn't even realize who was right in front of them, that the Savior, the Messiah, that they had been reading about in the Bible and they had been waiting for was there with them. And they rejected him and wanted him killed. And all of this happened so that when we believe in Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life in heaven with him and God the Father. And that new covenant was made when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 50. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Armathia, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one on which no one had been laid yet. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 23 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So Joseph went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body, and he took it down from the cross and wrapped it in linen cloth and placed it in a tomb. And this tomb had not been used by anyone yet. No one had been laid there. And that day that he laid Jesus' body in the tomb was on preparation day. These women that had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and they saw the tomb and that Jesus' body was laid in it. And they went home to prepare spices and perfume because traditionally with burial, they used spices and perfumes to preserve the body. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is Jesus Christ was on a mission to save the world. Number two is Jesus, an innocent man, died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. 
And number three is the crucifixion had to happen to complete Jesus's work on this earth. All right, so that concludes this Bible study on chapter 23 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow, we're going to go into chapter 24, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys.